Good morning, and this morning we are back to the Book of Romans for our devotional. Welcome, and how are you today in the second day of the year 2024? And again, a blessed and a prosperous New Year greetings to each one of us. Let me read to us our text in Romans chapter 9, verse 16 to 18 in our English Standard Version. So, then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my, na my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever, whoever he, he wills, and he hardens whoever he wills. God's mercy and hardness of man's heart are two truths in the Bible that it's not easy to reconcile and understand. Even the scholars in the past until now, they are grappling of how to reconcile these two truths that God is sovereign in his showing of mercies to us. At the same time, man is responsible about hardening his heart. Now, firstly, let's... Remember that God's mercy is given to undeserving people who are particularly sinners like us. So we are sinners and we don't deserve God's mercy because God is just and righteous and based upon the character of God, all sinners before him deserve his punishment and condemnation. All are proven guilty before God. He is the just God. Nobody can escape from his judgment. Beyond any reasonable doubt, he is the perfect judge. He saw us or he sees us that we are all sinners. That's why we deserve to be punished. So when God demonstrates his mercies to us, it's not because we deserve it. It's because it's his will. It's his volition. What we can do only as sinners is we can just plead or beg for God's mercy. But could we demand God's mercies? Could we demand God's grace? No. Take, for example, a beggar. No beggar begging you has the right to accuse you if you are not giving him a cent and you give somebody the money and not to himself, he cannot accuse you for being unfair because you don't have an obligation to him. You don't owe him anything. He's just but begging. The beggar cannot be demanding. In our relationship with God, the bestowal or the giving of mercy absolutely lies in the hands of God. Human will, which is distorted by sin, is ruled out. There is no element whatsoever that we can contribute or can affect about the exercise of God's sovereignty to grant mercies and grace to us. Our will is always limited and tainted with selfishness. What do we mean by limited and tainted with selfishness is it's because of the fall that we have a sinful nature. So our will is distorted by sin. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 that there's none that seeks after God. In other words, a sinner won't seek God. That 
he is after of God's glory all the time. And that is his purpose. He's always thinking of what he can get, even using the name of God and using God for his own purposes. A person may be religious, like the Pharisees, but even though they are morally right, but their hearts are not right before God because they are selfish and proudful or prideful, and they are full of selfishness. That's why Jesus always rebuked the Pharisees in the Gospels. Now, we ask this question, how do God's mercy and man's hardness of heart interrelate with each other? Firstly, let's recognize that there is no doubt that God has hardened Pharaoh's heart. So Pharaoh is a classic case here. God has hardened Pharaoh's heart. But we ask this question, did he overrule Pharaoh's will? Did Pharaoh harden his heart out of his consciousness, out of his will? No, it, God did not coerce Pharaoh. Just like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were not coerced, were they? God did not coerce them to obey him, to obey God. Both Adam and Eve sinned out of their awareness. They were conscious. They, they acted in their will. Adam and Eve understood what they chose. They were not blind sinners. Take, for example, in the Gospels, particularly in the book of Matthew, the example of the Lord Jesus Christ's compassion to Jerusalem, which expressed about God's mercies and the hardening of hearts of the people. While Jesus was entering the city of Jerusalem, he was weeping, for he saw the hardness of their hearts. As Jesus approached the city, he cried. Matthew 23, verse 37, reads this way, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you are not willing. In other words, Jesus was just expressing how God was gracious and merciful to the city. He sent the prophets and all the godly people to warn them that they should believe on the Lord. But instead of receiving them, they stoned them. They killed them. They were not willing to receive the good news. So on the process of God's mercies, they were also showing the hardness of their hearts. It's through God's mercies that he reveals himself. Yes, in Romans chapter 1, as we recall, God's grace and mercies is shown by his revelation. He is a God who is merciful and gracious to us, that he reveals himself to us. It was their obligation whatsoever that God has to make himself known to people by his creation? Who are we? To think that God has to stoop down to reveal himself, even to create this world for us. He is sovereign. He is the creator of the whole world and the universe. But he has no obligation to show himself to us through the revelation to creation. When God created the world and the universe, he expects and he desires that men should recognize him. But men refused. They thought that they were wiser than God. 
they did not worship God, but instead they choose to believe what they want and that it was to believe a lie that they were more wise or they were wiser than God. Thus, God gave them up according to Romans chapter 1, verse 26. God gave them up to the wallow in their own passions and sins. So the more men resisted in their hearts about accepting and glorifying God, the hardened their hearts become. The more hardened their hearts become. Man's refusal to recognize God and His mercy leads to the hardening of their hearts. This is a solemn warning to us in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. In other words, when we see the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, it means that he refused to believe God when he saw the mercies of God through God's power expressed through the plagues. So that's what we learn from the relationship of God's mercy and the hardness of hearts. So if you have a lot of privileges today, you are born in a Christian family, you have the opportunity to study the Bible, you have heard the gospel over and over again, that's God's mercies to you. Because others don't have that privileges. Others are in a situation where they don't have the privilege and opportunity to hear the gospel. It does not mean that you're better than them. It's just that God is merciful to you and to me. Like, for example, when other nations in the world today are in problem, they are, they are in trouble because of wars and famines and every kinds of problems, and we don't have, it does not make us better than them. It is just that God is merciful to us. We ask this question, why did it not happen to us? It's not the question of why it happened to them. It happened to them, God allowed it. But the question is, why did it not happen to me, to us? When some people had sickness, like cancer, we don't need to ask the question, why it happened to him or to her? The question we need to ask ourselves, why it did not happen to me? Why did it happen to you? It's because God is gracious, God is merciful. You don't deserve to have a good health. You have it because God is merciful to you. But the goodness of the Lord should lead us to repentance. It should not make us proud. It should not make our hearts hardened. The more we receive God's blessing, the more we receive God's grace, the more we should soften our hearts and recognize that, oh Lord, you are so gracious to us. You are so merciful to us. May this year, 2024, we will have that attitude of being soft and broken to recognize that we receive the blessings and the grace and the mercies of God, not because we deserve it, but because God is always gracious. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, including today. This morning, God's mercies is flowing. It's, it's unabated. It will not stop. They are new every morning. Make me that experiencing the goodness and the grace of God, the mercies of God. We will keep our hearts humble, tender before God. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Bless us to our heart, Lord. I pray that 
we won't be proud to receive the grace and the goodness and the mercies of God, your mercies and grace every day. But we'll continue to remind or remember that it's because of your mercies. It's because you're gracious, Lord. When we think of Calvary, why Christ died for us, we can remember only for your mercies and grace to us. Which should not make us proud, but humble. And that we should recognize that we are just but privileged people. People who receive your grace and mercies every day. We are what we are because of your grace and mercies. Lord, thank you for this reminder today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.